doctor. Hi, I'm Dr. Dovek, and she's a dietitian. Hey, I'm Hannah Schuyler, and together we are the Doctor Dietitian Collab. Hello. Hello. Oh my goodness! Today we are back to your roots. Some nutritional topics. We're getting back to just the some of the basics, really, with bariatric surgery, and it may get a little. We'll try not to like be too sciencey. I'll try to like. Rain it in, but you know, I did do some extra research. Oh, I can't wait. Well, this is your wheelhouse. And today we are talking about the importance of taking your multivitamin, calcium citrate, which ones to get, how to take them, when to take them, and what happens if you don't. And what other ones do you need, not need? What, yeah, there's so much out there. And I think to me, I get these questions all the time Am I taking them right? When do I take them? How many do I take? And it's so hard because there are literally so many on the market. Oh, I mean, I know. there's there's like eight brands that just start with the word bariatric, mm-hmm. and that's just the bariatric-specific vitamins. That's not looking at CVS and Walmart and Target and all these other places where you can get all these other brands. So, like, there's thousands of supplements on the market. Thousands. And not only that, you have to take these things for life. Yes. And so people do want to go for the most cost effective because yeah. when you're like, I don't feel any different if I take it or if I don't take it. And so then you're like, well, who cares? Is Flintstones okay? Like you said, is Walmart or Target brand okay? I mean, I don't know, but yeah. we're going to dive oh, in. Well. We're going to help you guys. Oh, yeah. So I want to start off with like, because I think it's just so important to take them. Like, why is it so important? Because if you don't understand why, you just it's hard to make that connection. So when we look at the reason that, that vitamins, calcium, minerals, all these things are important after bariatric surgery, there's a couple reasons. So two of the, probably the main ones I would say are the malabsorption. So we're going to bypass part of the intestine where um, like calcium, for instance, is typically absorbed in that part of the, the intestine that we're bypassing. Um, and then the other one, other big one is going to be, actually, I lied, there's three. The The stomach acid is reduced. Mm. So that's how a lot of things are broken down in that stomach acid. And then the third is just your overall intake of food mm. is lower. And that's actually probably the biggest one. I should start with that. But, you know, this is how my brain is. Um, But, yeah, your overall intake is. And so when we look at nutrition from a general standpoint, there's basically like a calorie threshold you have to hit to ever assume that you're going to get all your vitamins and minerals from food. And if you're not hitting that calorie threshold, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And so that is why the sleeve, your anatomy, again, is exactly the same. You Mm -hmm. put food in your mouth. It goes down into the esophagus through your now sleeve, smaller stomach, and then into the small intestine. But yes, your anatomy is the same. So you might not think, well, there's no malabsorption happening. But like you said, you're restricting the amount that you can eat, therefore, with less calories, less nutrients, potential for the vitamin deficiencies. And things like, we'll go into it, but again, the stomach acid or the intrinsic factor, which has to do with the B12. So there's other things that I would, like I said, I was reading earlier, and I have an article pulled up just to reference too, because you know, this is so important, but, you know, they're talking about some of it's not studied as well in the sleeve because it's not, hasn't been as common of a procedure as long as bypass mm-hmm. and um, duodenal switch is pretty well studied, it seems like as well. But they're saying, you know, you'd think that we wouldn't see these in the sleeve, but we still, realistically, we still do. Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. So no matter what, even if you're old school and you had the lap band or VBG, stomach stapling or something else, you really need to make sure that 
you take your vitamins and you have your nutritional levels checked. Okay, so let's, like you said, let's go to the basics and say, you know, every program is different. Listen to your program always with that disclaimer and caveat. But what typically is required for a post-bariatric patient to take? Yeah. So you are going to need a bariatric-specific multivitamin. And you might still hear and and you might still do where you can say take two of a regular multivitamin. And for some people that might work, but you may still not get all of the vitamins that are recommended. So there's a body called the ASMBS. They have a guideline for what you want to get mm-hmm. as far as minerals and vitamins after surgery. So that's something you can look up. We'll post that so you can see like these are the numbers that we're aiming for. So you know, you mentioned the Flintstones vitamins. And for some people that is accessible, they are well tolerated, they are inexpensive. And so for some people taking two of those might be enough. But you may find the thing with deficiencies is they don't show up right away. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, great, I didn't take my vitamin for one day. And now I'm, you know, vitamin B12 deficient. Like, it's going to take some time. And you might not notice it even until we check labs or something. Or you have a very vague symptoms. So it's like, "Mm, I'm kind of tired, but maybe it's because I didn't sleep well, or maybe it's this or that, the other, but really it's an underlying deficiency. Yeah. And that's very, very important to keep in the back of our minds that this is a very key component, my friends, to overall longevity and health and durability of the procedures and just overall just feeling well-being, you know? Yeah, just feeling good. And on that too, this is lifetime. This is not the first year after surgery. It's not 18 months after surgery. Great, I'm going to stop my vitamins. No, this is something that you have to commit to for your lifetime health. And I have people say to me like, oh, I got off all my medications and now you want (laughs) me to take, you know, quote unquote medications and these vitamins and minerals. And it's like, they're not. They're supplements to your diet. They are going to cover these gaps. They're going to bridge nutritional deficiencies. So they are important. And yes, I know it's frustrating. But the good thing is with them. So, okay, so going back to it, you need this multivitamin. Okay. Most people are going to probably be on a multivitamin with iron. Uh, it just makes it easier. It's just all in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, there will be some people, if you have a disorder called hemochromatosis, you wouldn't want to take iron in general. Uh, you would know that, though. Yeah, that's super rare. Super, super rare. rare. And there's, I, I think there are some men out there who may not require the iron. But again, that is like very case specific. Most people are going to require a certain amount of iron. Now, the different brands, the different types will have varying amounts. Or you could choose to take a multivitamin and a separate iron. So for some people, you know, iron can be constipating. Mm -hmm. It's probably the biggest complaint. It can turn your stool dark Mm -hmm. as well. There's different forms and things like that. So if you're finding that that's the issue, it might be a good idea to separate your iron out from your multivitamin so that you can kind of play around with which one works best for you. That's a great tip. Great, great, great tip. Now, there's also calcium. Yes. So talk about why we need that and when you should... How, how do you take that in relationship to the iron? Yeah. So iron, we'll start with that and work okay. backwards. So iron and calcium compete for absorption. So they're both two plus uh, cations. Yeah. And uh, I had to make sure it wasn't anion. I had to do some quick science thinking <laughs> there. So they basically, that doesn't really matter. They both compete for absorption in your, in your uh, intestines. So you would just want to make sure you're separating your iron and your calcium by at least two hours. And you're going to hear me say two hours a lot. So sorry. So that's kind of just that general rule. So if you, for instance, if you take a multivitamin that doesn't have iron in it, you could take your calcium at the same time as it, if you're taking one 
with iron in it, take it separately. You just need that two hours between the iron and the calcium. At least two hours. It can be more. Mm-hmm. But the reason that calcium is important is, again, we have that lower absorption issue. And we can get a lot of calcium from food. But again, that intake is lower. And there's a lot of foods that people don't tolerate very well after surgery. So like fluid milk, dairy milk is always going to be kind of touted as like the calcium source, like the best one. And an eight ounce cup of cal- of milk has about 300 milligrams of calcium in it. Mm. You need between 12 to 1,500 milligrams of calcium after surgery. So, okay, we need at least then four cups of milk. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Or cheese. So cheese is going to be, depending on the type, can have anywhere from like 50 to 275 milligrams. Wow. So, again, depending on like Parmesan is super low, other ones are much higher. Um, Greek yogurt has about 150 milligrams. So our dairy products, we do know they are good sources. Regular yogurt has like twice as much as Greek yogurt, but I always recommend Greek yogurt for the protein advantage. So, you know, those are going to be things. Fortified foods. So you have fortified soy products like tofu, fortified grains, which of course people aren't generally eating a lot of grains after surgery, but it's where a lot of people get calcium from. One cup of cooked spinach is very high, 245, but who wants to eat a whole cup of cooked spinach? Me, I love spinach. Yeah, but when you can only eat a whole cup at a time. Oh, that's true. When you're yeah. restricted. You don't want to get filled up on spinach. You don't want to get filled up on spinach. <laughs> that sounds awful. You're you right. You know, our greens are a great source, like collard greens, mustard greens, mm. things like that. Again, about 100 to 150 uh, milligrams. Fish, shellfish, um, fish with the bones in them. So like anchovies, sardines, those are good sources. So there's a lot of food ways. But again, you really would have to micromanage the calcium intake in your diet to get to that threshold. And for most people, it's just not realistic to do that. When you're already also looking at your macronutrients, you're looking at your fluid intake, you're doing all these other things. So that's where the calcium supplements can really come into play. So what we recommend is, and this, again, this is generally what people recommend across the board, but your practice may do something different. But we're going to say take three times a day, take calcium, 500 milligrams. Again, all of those bariatric brands are going to have that exact thing. It's going to be 500, I've seen 600, um, and they're all going to have vitamin D on board with them. And that's really important that if you're going to take the calcium, you got to take the vitamin D because the vitamin D helps with the utilization of the calcium in your body. You can't can't just take the calcium on its own. But again, they're like always paired together. So it's not like you need to go and research and find a really specific one. So yeah, that's the calcium. Those you have to take throughout the day. And again, this is where people get really frustrated. They're like, I just want to take one thing and be done with it. But the reality is we can only absorb and utilize about 500 milligrams of calcium at a time. Mm. And so if you were to take all three of them at once, you're just, you're, it's not going to work. It's not going to help you and keep your bones and things healthy. And that's really what we have to be protecting with the calcium is our bones and our teeth. So let's break down what you just said. So you're saying that multivitamin and the key things for that are it has thiamine, mm-hmm. which is vitamin B1, folate or folic acid, mm-hmm. and then plus or minus some iron. 
Yes. If it has the iron in it, that's great. You just take that all in one time. If it doesn't, you need additional iron. And then you might want to separate it out just to figure out how the potential side effects for iron are going. If you're taking the multivitamin with thiamine, folic acid, and iron, you need to, with that iron, wait at least two hours, my friends, for the calcium citrate dose one of three with vitamin D, 500 milligrams. Then Wait at least two more hours because you can't absorb all of that at the same time for dose two of three. And then finally, wait at least two more hours for dose three of three of the calcium citrate. So yes, you are taking things four or potentially even five if you're separating out the iron times a day. So it is a lot. It Mm -hmm. is a lot. But, you know, I think that when we look at it again, it's just, it's so vital for it. And when we think about the outcomes of it, you know, we think about calcium levels. What happens, our body is really good. At regulating our blood levels of calcium. Mm-hmm. It's so important to so many functions in our body that it has like mechanisms. It has our parathyroid gland. It has our kidneys, like our gut. They are all involved in the regulation of our calcium blood levels. If that level is is low because your intake is low, what it's going to do, it's going to signal and it's going to say, go to the bones, mm. break the bones down and give me that calcium because our, our bones are just like storage units of calcium and our teeth as well. And so this whole system goes into play and you get these so you can start to lose that bone bone density. That is so important you brought that up. And we can test that. So a lot of times if you get your labs done and there's a calcium level and a and a complete metabolic panel kind of a thing, you look at it, they'll be normal. Yeah. 99% of the time it'll be normal. Now, the way that we check to see if you are deficient in calcium is an indirect way, which is looking like you just said, the parathyroid gland produces something called parathyroid hormone, PTH. So the parathyroid hormone is what helps to release the calcium from all these other named things to try to be like, okay, well, we're not, this body's not getting enough. I need to keep that going. So your parathyroid will be in overdrive. So if those parathyroid hormone levels are high, you'll get a very long named condition called secondary hyperparathyroidism, which essentially means that it's high because your calcium intake is low. And therefore, you need to supplement by mouth with this calcium. And that's a big deal before, like you said, people are always worried about their teeth and their bones and their and their mineral strength and their density of their bones. And those things can really result in extreme cases of osteopenia, osteoporosis, fractures, kyphosis, a lot of issues if you don't take care of your bones. Yeah. And um, with secondary hyperparathyroidism, if that continues for a long time, it can become an unregulated process where it actually ends up not mattering if your uh, calcium levels are normal or not. Uh, I see this in I saw this in kidney disease. So it don't, you know, again, might not extrapolate to this. But if it goes unchecked for a long time, your gland is actually going to grow and potentially you could need a parathyroidectomy where they actually take that out. Wow. Um, yes. So, you know, again... Your kidneys are involved in all of this. So if you have any kind of decreased kidney function, it would also definitely be something to keep an eye out for. Like, all right, we really need to make sure we're keeping an eye on these on these levels. Yeah, that's a big deal to have your parathyroid removed because you need some of that so you could have like three and a half of the four glands removed. Yeah. And then they can try to implant one. But a lot of times you're still going to have extreme issues with um, hypo, low calcium. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really challenging to regulate. So my friends, in extreme cases, yes, you could end up with some massive issues if you don't take that calcium. And there's all these bariatric brands that try to make it at least 
somewhat fun with yeah. these like chewables. I think they taste good. Yeah, we've definitely done like in office taste tests and. I found the fruit flavors were, I think, the best received over the, like, vanilla or chocolate, kind of that, like, sweets flavor. Yeah. So, yes, they're the the chews, I think, are probably the biggest one. They're like a starburst almost. So they're like a little treat that you get. There's also chewables that are going to be that more like like the Flintstones or Tums or something like that. Um, and then there's tablets. Now, with calcium, you have to take calcium citrate. Mm. And, again, all the bariatric brands, that's what they're going to sell. But if you were to go to the the store, I have people that will go to like Costco or Sam's Club and they do sell calcium citrate tablets. The issue with calcium citrate, it's not used as often and there's kind of two reasons for that is it's harder to compress. So calcium carbonate is like the normal calcium supplement you'll see in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can compress it a lot further so the tablets will be smaller and it's cheaper. So the carbonate's cheaper. So they're going to, you know preferentially go for that one. But you can find calcium citrate tablets in the store and that's fine to use as well. Again, you just want to look at that back of the label. How many do I need to take to get to 1500 milligrams a day? That's kind of the goal we're aiming for. So you may need to take five of those pills a day. You And you could take two at once. Again, it just depends on the dose. Or That's one of those things we kind of have to do a little bit of math on. The other thing you can do is mix and match. So especially if cost is prohibitive for you and you're like, you know, I want to be able to use the chewable ones, but they're on the expensive side or I ran out or I'm running low. Can I supplement? Can I go and grab a bottle of the big tablet? Absolutely. Take take the tablets once a day and take the chewables twice a day or vice versa. You can totally like mix and match. That's not going to affect your calcium. Like it just works. There's a brand that makes a chocolate. They only ship it in the winter because oh. it like melts. Huh. But it's it's kind of high in sugar. Like if you were to take it three times a day, it's kind of a lot, oh. I would say. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one where I would say, great, if you want that, like you're going to have your little afternoon chocolate bar, have your little chocolate, you know, your little calcium. And then it's kind of a double double duty thing. Yeah. So that's an option. I mean, that's cute and fun. Um, You know, and that's the thing. Like you want to do whatever it takes to be compliant yes. with this recommendation. So as she just said, this is super important, guys, because you're taking so much, 1500 milligrams. You don't want to overwhelm your body with no carbonate, no gluconate, no phosphate. You're looking at calcium citrate, citrate, citrate. Now, that, like she said, pay very close attention because we don't know how often we have to unfortunately tell people like, oh, go take it back. Oh, go return it on Amazon. Like that's not the right one. And you could with those other types have an increased risk of kidney stones because you're taking such massive quantities of it. You need to make sure it's that citrate. Citrate. And again, that comes back to that stomach acid is we need that the citrate can break down in that lower acid or less acid stomach that you're going to be taking things in. So back to the multivitamins. Yes. So like you said, you want the thiamine, you want the folate, maybe the the iron. And again, those are going to be in higher doses than we would see in the over-the-counter store brands. So really be a label reader. You can also, you know, if you find a multivitamin and you're like, it kind of has everything, but maybe it's a little low on B12 or maybe mm-hmm. it's a little low on thiamine, you can get those single vitamins as well. Or if you're like, you know what, I still have my vitamins from pre-surgery and I just want to finish out the bottle. Great. Add in whatever is kind of missing there. They sell all of the vitamins by letter. Pretty much you can get them all. Um, and after surgery, again, this is going to be surgeon specific, mm-hmm. but you can take pills 
for the most part. Yeah. You know, there's no – so a lot of people are like, oh, I need a liquid or I need this, that, the other. Like, no, if you can tolerate a pill and you can swallow it, go for it. Take the take the vitamins. I heard a really good recommendation the other day that said, like, if you do, like, a gel cap, you can take it with a warm liquid, and that helps to break down that uh, coating. And Ooh. so then it gets into your stomach, you drink your little warm liquid, and it helps to break it down more quickly. Oh, that is a great tip. Yeah. I like, never really so thought of smart. that. I, I love dietitians. That. I know. I think they're... yesterday was uh, National Dietitian Day I saw. Was, is that true? It was. But see, I didn't know. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, is it is it International Women's it's Day? Is it, it was both. Well, was I'm both. sorry. I'm going to celebrate you in other ways okay. in the future. <laughs> I, I did not mean to ignore your holiday. That's okay. Most people do. We just have one day. <laughs> it's the National Nutrition Month, though. So we okay. can celebrate well, let's Nutrition keep going. Month. Yeah. So March is where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. Now, multi and another key thing is that you don't take just one. You take two. Two is the bariatric surgery at the same time. Well, it depends on which type it is. Oh, so okay. So, again, this is, where, then this is where it gets so confusing because there's okay. so many different types. So you have to really read the, the not only the label. If you're ordering something from one of these websites, read the description too because some of them will say and, – and usually if there are a one-a-day, they're pretty clear. Like, they'll be like, you know, bariatric one oh, okay. and with 45. Right. And, like, you just have to take one of those. It's going to meet all those requirements, one and done. Some of them, it's not so clear. It'll say serving size one, but then in the description, it'll say take twice a day. Oh, and so it's confusing. So you really have to kind of be uh, – uh, make sure you're investigating what do I really need to take to make sure you're hitting that level. But that's a good point to bring up because – because these are so high in in these vitamins, sometimes they can cause some side effects. So I know personally, I can't take vitamin tablets. They mm. have made me sick in the past. Yeah. I can't do it. Even if I've eaten something, if I haven't eaten like a full meal, I can't take it. I do gel caps now. So that's – and that's works for me because they just dissolve a little bit better. But if you're finding you're like, I'm taking these vitamins and you're taking one of the like the one-a-days where it's just one pill – you might try taking one that's a two two pill dose, okay. and you can split that up. So you could take one, you know, with breakfast and one with dinner or something. When you're having, I also say try to take them with food yeah. if you have that reaction because they can just be really intense on your stomach. Uh, I know yeah. we get that all the time. We get that about just like oh, there's just this. this it seems like with this, especially in the beginning, like the volume of them, it feels like gosh, I'm so full after this vitamin. Like I cannot do all these vitamins and fluids and protein. That's what, like you know one major major issue. And another thing that's very very nauseating is liquid. Calcium. Mm. I think it's called the Wellies brand or something. Oh. I don't know if that's the only one that's out there. What do you think about liquid calcium? I mean, again, again if it's the thing that's going to get you your calcium at a certain point, I'm like, take it. Yeah. Um, but if it causes side effects or something, don't feel like you need to take a liquid because you're on the liquid stage after surgery. Again, maybe you'll do better with a chewable or something at that point so it's not so hard and, and mm -hmm. intense. But um, because, again, like I said, those calcium tablets – they're big. They are not small and you have to take a decent amount of them. So look for a chew, look for a chewable, something that's a little more palatable. And same with the multivitamin. They come in all different forms, tablets, gel caps, chewables. I think they do even make the chews of the multivitamins. Mm. 
the one I will not recommend because the research is just not there. It is not well studied. She's pointing at her arms. She knows <laughs> what I'm about to I'm say. Like, Here it comes. Here it comes. The patches. Yeah. The patches are just. The, it's re- it's really just that the research isn't there. Some people will swear by it. They say, you know, I go, I use them. My labs are great, and I think that's awesome. My concern is that they haven't tried it on all different skin types, different skin tones. Mm-hmm. Where are we putting it? How active are you? Are you sweating? Are you swimming? Are you just moving a lot? Like, there's just so much that we don't know about them. And I I understand it's convenient and it's like a set it and forget it kind of thing. I know. But then what if you forget it for too long and you don't change them off? You know, and there's just like so many other factors that go into it that I just say, and I have seen other dietitians say this too, like, do not take the, don't use the patches. It's just not, the science just isn't there. And if it ever catches up, fine, I will correct myself and I will do that. But right now, I just don't like it. Yeah, I know. I wish because we are, I mean, like, gosh, four or five times a day. Now, um, another thing about multivitamins, I get this all the time on my Instagram. It's like, I feel like some people will find out that they're pregnant. They tell their partner and then they tell me. Oh, I yeah. get to find I get to see so many sticks. I saw one last night. Oh my gosh. I know. It's very exciting. And so they're like, whoa, either I wasn't expecting this or I was I was I wasn't expecting it and because I just didn't think it would ever happen. But what have you? I get that and they say, like, what am I supposed to do? So yeah. how do you adjust um with the needs, the folate requirements and all the other needs with the baby now really sucking those extra nutrients off of the mother, you know? Yeah. I, I think, you know, just kind of add in a prenatal mm-hmm. um, to your to your bariatric. The good thing is, you know, they've formulated so many of these to be safe. So with our – there's only four vitamins that are what we call fat-soluble that you can get toxicity of. So that's vitamins A, D, E, and K. Mm-hmm. Um, D, we don't really hear about toxicity. A is really going to be the one that you hear about potential toxicity. But they use a certain form of it that it's safe in pregnancy. And so – it should be fine. Just add in that prenatal. Again, keep an eye on the levels. Make sure you're obviously working with your OBGYN, your midwife, whoever your caretaker is to get your levels checked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, it's make sure you're eating enough protein and getting enough fluid and keep taking your calcium, like all of that as well. In between vomiting, you know, it's really yeah, easy. Yeah, just to just- – just it's easy, right? It's super easy to be pregnant. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. So do your best. Try too. your best, yeah. but those are the goals. And then when you can, really, really push yourself to get on those vitamins. I mean, yeah. it's critical period if you're a man or a woman or pregnant or not. But with pregnancy, you really yeah. gotta do it. And if you're planning for pregnancy, this is the general recommendation for women of reproductive age who are sexually active: is that you should be on a prenatal vitamin anyway. Mm-hmm. So great point. You know. For but, sure. But to be fair, like the bariatric vitamin has a fairly similar profile to a prenatal mm-hmm. with how how high it is in some of those. Like it does have a lot of folate in it and stuff like that or folic acid. So, so. let's say, um, you know, you get pregnant and you want to know like what is my baseline labs? So I guess it depends on where they're at in their journey. But usually we check everybody's labs at six months, one year, and then for life. For life, for life. Mm-hmm. And so there are, um, you know, whether – forget the pregnancy thing. I mean, that you should check some labs and replace any deficiencies, sure. And like you said, there's all these uh, different additional ones that you can do that are 
A or D or B12 or B1. So let's we're going to dive into all of those yeah. um, right now. And we want to give you guys a list because some of you, maybe you went to Mexico to have surgery. Maybe you moved away from your surgery. Maybe surgeon, maybe, maybe your program isn't there anymore. I don't know. And so you feel like you're kind of like floundering out here, lost in follow-up. So we want to make sure you know this is the list that you take either to your primary care provider, your OBGYN, any type of physician or advanced practitioner and say, order all these. Yep. And then we're going to make this really easy. We promise we're going to have some killer episode guides for you guys on all of these things. Yeah. So when we're looking at that, you're going to pull these labs. And like we talked about with the calcium, we might pull that PTH, that's that indirect measure. Some of them are hard to measure in the blood. It's just not an accurate measurement. But there are certain things we can look at. We can look at your anemia levels. And that's where we might see, of course, iron is one that we would expect to see. Maybe low hemoglobin, um, low ferritin is a good marker of that iron status. But B12 can also play into anemia. So, And then that also can play into your folic acid and your folate and all of that. So it's really looking at this complex kind of panel. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, when it looks at anemia specifically, there's macrocytic and there's microcytic and there's there's charts that will tell you all of like, okay, if this this than that. It's like mm-hmm. an algorithm, essentially. Yes. So what's important when you get those kinds of labs is that or results like you, A, if you haven't been taking your regular multivitamin, you haven't been taking your calcium, anything like that, get back onto that. But then you also probably need a replacement dose for a period of time. So if it's B12, for instance, which is one you can actually measure the levels of, you might have to do uh, like a B12 in addition to your multivitamin for a period of time, six months, whatever, recheck it. And then if it's come back up, then you can probably maintain with just your your multivitamin. Vitamin D, that's a really common one that if we need, if you're deficient, just taking a normal amount of vitamin D isn't going to get you out of that deficiency. It might prevent you from going lower, but we're going to need to do a vitamin D replacement, whether that's a daily, you know, 2,000 or 5,000 IUs or a weekly um, 50,000 IUs. Mm -hmm. That one's a prescription. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's different ways to kind of correct and there's different thought processes on why you would do one over the other preferentially, but it, it also depend on how deficient you are. You know, if your vitamin D is less than 10, we're coming with you with the heavy hitters. Oh, yeah. You know, if your vitamin D is 28, we're going to probably just 2,000 IUs a day. That's fine. Take it. We'll recheck it in six months or whatever. Exactly. And I like to to recommend, so it's all over the counter. It doesn't really matter on the brand. It's like she said, with the over counter, they're little tiny soft gels, mm-hmm. 1,000, 2,000, 5,000. You can take those daily. The ergo calciferol is the 50,000 I use weekly that she said that's a prescription one. And then there's other things that, so she was saying that the normal range for the labs is 30 to 100 for vitamin D. So if it's like, like she said, 28 or so, then that's just under. But B12 is one of the trickier ones because it will look normal. I think it's 232 to 1100. But we really want to see a vitamin B12 level greater than 500 Mm -hmm. in our patients because of the associated different types of anemia with B12. Of course, we check folate and then the iron stuff too. But looking just specifically at B12, if it's less than 500, we're going to supplement with vitamin B12, 500 micrograms 
daily, and that's sublingual. So that means it dissolves right underneath the tongue. And that, I think, that formulation is super duper cheap, and it's readily available. Mm-hmm. It's over the counter. Now, there's all this hype about the um, inject- B12 injections mm-hmm. and different things. What are your thoughts on these different formulations? Well, so the B12 injections are designed for a different population that they don't have that intrinsic factor. And so it is something that there are people out there who have pernicious anemia and they have to get those B12 injections because they just don't produce this compound that helps you to uptake your B12, right? Mm-hmm. And so thinking like with the sleeve and the so intrinsic factor is is created in the top portion of your stomach. That's where it comes from. So when we do the sleeve, we take that top portion out. We're going to remove a lot of that intrinsic factor. And so it could potentially be for somebody who it's persistent, they cannot get that B12 up or they're having that persistent anemia. It might be something you have to go in for those intramuscular B12 shots, mm-hmm. but give it a try with the oral first. Because you might find that you can just get the level up with that good, consistent oral B12. What do you think about B12 being given as part of like a medical weight loss clinic for energy and for weight loss? It's a really great way to have expensive pee. <laughs> That's yeah. what I think too. Exactly. Yeah. With those big infusions, like I just I just think it's just so much to your body at once. Our bodies can really only – I mean, we talk about this with calcium. We talk about it with protein. Like, we can only utilize so much at one time. Even calories. If you take a really high-calorie food, you know, it's better to eat it over the day versus – or like you're – rather than having all your calories in one sitting because you just utilize it better. And so – yeah, you can give like these mega doses of these vitamins. A, I get worried about toxicity depending on the type of vitamin. Mm-hmm. I think usually they do water soluble ones, but that just means that whatever is not able to be used in that time period that that is in, you're just going to pee it out. Now, the time I will say people sometimes will need like IV fluids mm-hmm. from those types of places. If they're really dehydrated and can't overcome that, that's like a different story. And sometimes yes. that is useful and really can, again, it's kind of like treating a deficiency if you're super dehydrated drinking a normal amount of fluid isn't going to get you over that. We have to supplement it. Oh, yeah. When you, you know? get in those early post-op mm-hmm. days and you get behind and then the more behind you are, the more nauseous you are, the harder it is to catch yeah. up. I think that those clinics are actually really kind of cool in those those little yeah. infusion centers and strip malls and, and different like things. And like your first visit, like they have a coupon or whatever. And it's yeah. like, just go, just hop around. If you need to go more than once, just find a couple different ones and use Yeah, you'll feel good. Yeah. Yeah, go for, go for those things. Again, if you're like... That's like if you're dehydrated, but I don't. I don't know. Do you agree on the vitamins that it's just? Oh, like, I completely agree. Yeah. I don't. I th- I think it's just it's such a hoax, and I'm like, oh gosh, save your money. Like I, yeah, they're see expensive too. So expensive. I and mean, I've looked them up. They're like they're like two hundred and fifty dollars or something for these I like know, mega like, vitamin, and I'm like. You know, you can go to, to Le Target. <laughs> exactly. I, I know. Yeah. Seriously. I know some of the things I see, I'm like, gosh, you know, the medical the medical weight loss or just the weight loss space is just Yeah. 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 Takes advantage. Takes advantage. Absolutely. It takes advantage. Okay, now let's talk about iron deficiency anemia. This is another big yeah. deficiency. So again, that is going to be why we need the iron. It's just it's really common after surgery. So anywhere from about thirty-three to forty-nine percent percent of patients within two wow. years. Again, that was more studied in the bypass and the duodenal switch um, was kind of the data that I found. Mm-hmm. But that's a big percentage of it people is. that could potentially be iron deficient anemia. Now, with that being said, 
estimated about 10 to 12% were deficient prior to surgery. Yeah. And that's the same with vitamin D. We see a lot of vitamin D deficiency prior to surgery because it is a fat-soluble vitamin. And so when you have excess fat, it's can get put in all these places. Yeah. I think almost 100% of our patients have vitamin D deficiency, the general population. And it does not matter that we are in Florida Mm -hmm. with the sunshine. It doesn't do anything for it. No, it's really hard to get your vitamin D from the sun, like to convert it. Because especially with how cautious we all are about our skin Mm -hmm. and, you know, for skin cancer and we're covered up and we're working during the peak hours of the day. I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't also don't want to go out at noon. No. It's too hot. It's super hot There's like such a limited space in Florida where it's like perfect to go outside. Uh in the morning. Yeah. Or like March. Like it's pretty nice out March right is now. the best yeah. month ever here. I've been here. This is my second March. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I was just telling my sister. I love, love March. Yeah, it's great. You know, sometimes you could be doing all the right things, my loves. And you're taking the iron and the multivitamin and all the calcium. You're separating it out. And you're so religious with it. And you also are t- setting timers and all these great things. But you still have iron deficiency anemia, and then you'll do additional supplementation by mouth. It still doesn't work. And in those situations, iron transfusion can be in your future. Yeah. Especially if you're menstruating a lot and you're losing blood other you know ways and you're of that age um, and, you know, yeah. reproductive yeah. age in females. Um, speaking of, if you're taking all of your things, this is the other thing that people – how do I remember to take these? How do I get these in? I have to take something four times a day. I'm, you know, like, how do I do this? So there's a couple techniques. So one of them is pairing it with a habit you already have. Mm -hmm. You brush your teeth every day, right? Mm. Probably twice a day. Great. You need to take calcium three times a day. Put your calcium by your toothbrush. Mm. Take it two times a day while you're brushing your teeth. Done. You've paired it with that habit. Love that. You're eating three meals a day. Pair it with your meals. Easy. Again, especially like that multivitamin. Take it with a meal. It's going to feel better. It's going to hopefully not make your stomach hurt as much. So think about things that you're already good, – good habits that you're already in. Yeah. Pair your vitamins with those. Of course, you can use timers. You can set up um, the different apps. I know like Berrytastic has a vitamin timer in it. Your good old iPhone timer, you might get sick of that. Like again, yeah. Um, And that can—that's true. Like timer fatigue and beeping Mm. fatigue, especially like if you're a healthcare worker, if you're a nurse and you're hearing beeping and noises all the time, that might not work for you because (laughs) you're just like whatever. I can ignore, you know. Not that you're ignoring your alarms, but you just hear all of that all the time. Oh yeah. You just can't handle it. But like the week-long pill cases that you see. So they make the ones that are like morning, noon, or like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. They say something. They have a little sun, a little moon, whatever on them. A lot of times those break apart. So if you've got four doses of things, you put one in each like little square. You break off the day and you take it with you. So you always have it on hand. And it's a visual reminder of I have two calciums left. I've taken one. I've got two left. Yeah. And there's eight hours left in my day. Great. I'm good to go. Um, so that's one. Like I said, I use one of those for my vitamins that because otherwise it's just a good, great visual reminder to look at it and be like, yes, I took those today because they're not in there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gone. That's another one. Always having them with you, too. If you're traveling, if you're, you know, if you're at your desk a lot. Have a, have a backup bottle at work if you can. You know, so smart. Of course, make sure it's in a safe place. Um, if you don't have kids running around your house, keep your vitamins in a place where you can see them. Mm. You know, keep them on the table. Keep them in the kitchen. Again, put them in the silverware drawer so that when you go to get silverware for your meals, you, your vitamins are right there. Again, cautious with who else might be in the household and safety and of that kind of stuff. But 
there's a lot of different techniques that you can do to make sure that you take them. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. There's a, you got to take them, all of these good things. Now, there are some other deficiencies and there's some symptoms associated with them. We've talked about those on other episodes. So we talk a lot about vitamin B1 yes. is probably going to be the last major one that I wanted to really hit mm-hmm. on. And the importance of if you feel, especially in the beginning, like, gosh, I'm so nauseous. And it seems to be lasting a little longer. And you know you haven't really been taking your multivitamin. And then you start to feel a little bit of numbness and tingling, some paresthesia, some neuropathy in your in your feet especially in your hands, we got to start worried about, uh oh, we need to supplement you with thiamine. You can try to do it by mouth, but in those extreme cases, you need to go and get an IV bolus of that, like a banana bag. It turns the bag yellow. So that's why it's called a banana bag. Yeah. Yeah. So that is definitely one to keep an eye out for, that numbness and tingling, nausea. Go to the store, get the -the over-the-counter one, just start it, Mm -hmm. you know, and then call, but, you know, get it checked too, for sure. Super important. So we talked about vitamin D, vitamin B12, vitamin B1, iron, calcium, PTH. What are we missing? Anything? There's a couple other minerals that can happen. So magnesium, zinc, copper, selenium. Those are just things to keep an eye out for. Again, they'll be in your multivitamin. Mm. Like they're going to be. And if you're taking a good quality bariatric vitamin, uh, that's going to be covered for you. So hopefully shouldn't be an issue. But, you know, these are all things. And again, we're going to put out a really great guide. Yeah. But there's just so many of them. and and But those are probably the biggest Yep, that's that's what I think. And and we don't often check like the vitamin A or those minerals you just mentioned because we do this full complete um blood count, which is what looks for the anemia. We're looking for hemoglobin hematocrit. We're looking at your complete metabolic panel. And then we're looking at some of the other vitamins we just talked about. Because if you are experience if they're like, if you're like, whoa, we are low in every category, then we're gonna deep into even more of these other things. But out the gate, if you have maybe a little vitamin D issues or just one or two of them, then we don't the chances of you having some of these rare um Yeah. It, they're, they're just not that common. No. So it's not something in, you know, again, like I said, some of the lab tests too for vitamins and minerals aren't great uh, to actually tell you anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's a false, it's kind of like a false insecurity too. Like the calcium, for instance, like yeah, your calcium level is probably normal because your body is really good at regulating that. Exactly. So we need to look at these other things. Exactly. Yeah. That's like the 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 toe end of vitamins. I'm we could go deep, deep, deep into vitamins, and I know people are going to have questions. But so send them to us. Send us your tips for what works well for you to yes. take your vitamins. Love if you that. are like I have been taking my vitamins religiously for years, this is what I do. We want to know. We want to share that with everybody. Um, or if you're like, oh my gosh, I have been struggling. Start. Just start. If you miss it, you know. And here's the other thing. If you miss a day of your multivitamin, go back to the next day. If you miss a dose of calcium, don't take extra. Just get back onto it. The good thing is, again, we're throwing a lot at you. You're going to be okay, but don't make it a habit to miss them. Exactly. Great tips from our dietitian here on Dr. X Dietitian. And like we've said, if you want to know more, go to our website, drxdietitian.com, subscribe, get all the episode guides. These educational topics, we're going to have lots of information on our Instagram, Dr. X Dietitian. So follow us there as well. And we give a daily dose of inspiration and education on our Instagram story. So check that out too. Take your vitamins and we'll see you next week. Bye guys.